Our reading this morning comes from uh, the Gospel of Matthew, chapter 25, verses 1 through 13. Then the kingdom of heaven will be like this. Ten bridesmaids took their lamps and went to meet the bridegroom. Five of them were foolish, and five were wise. When the foolish took their lamps, they took no oil with them, but the wise took flasks of oil with their lamps. As the bridegroom was delayed, all of them became drowsy and slept. But at midnight, there was a shout, Look, here is the bridegroom. Come out to meet him. Then all those bridesmaids got up and trimmed their lamps. The foolish said to the wise, Give us some of your oil, for our lamps are going out. But the wise replied, No, there will not be enough for you and for us. You had better go to the dealers and buy some for yourselves. And while they went to buy it, the bridegroom came. And those who were ready went with him into the wedding banquet, and the door was shut. Later, the other bridesmaids came also, saying, Lord, Lord, open to us. But he replied, Truly I tell you, I do not know you. Keep awake, therefore, for you know neither the day nor the hour. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks Thanks be be to to God. God. If there's one thing veterans have learned serving in the military, the one thing that they've gotten really good at, probably better than anything else, it's waiting around for something to happen. (laughs) There's a concept of time that I've experienced in the Army, and for those of you that have been in some other services, and I'm, I'm sorry to see my brother Yates isn't able to, to be here today. Um, I was, uh, I was uh, thinking about him as I was kind of uh, thinking of some of these. Uh, but this concept of uh, time in the military is a very unique measurement of time. And again, for those that served in the Marine Corps or the Air Force or the Navy or the Coast Guard, uh, maybe you all ha- might have encountered this as well. Uh, it's called 10 minutes prior. So what time are you supposed to be at a formation 10 minutes prior? What time are you supposed to be ready in your seat, writing implement in your hand, paper ready to take notes for a meeting or a class 10 minutes prior? If somebody wants to have an appointment with you, you're supposed to go report to somebody's office or you have an appointment that you need to go see medical. What time are you supposed to be ready for that appointment 10 minutes prior? And this 10 minutes prior is an exercise in readiness to make sure that you are ready uh, because it may come a time where you are needed before uh, you were told that you were ready, uh, that you needed to be ready. And so um, a lot of times, um, that 10 minutes prior, um, it it becomes magical. It turns into something altogether different because uh, they get you with it. And here's here's the problem with 10 minutes prior is it's not a one-time use. See, what happens is uh, the lieutenant colonel or the battalion commander and the CSM uh, say that they want everybody ready by, uh, say, 8 o'clock in the morning, 0800. 
And so that gets communicated down, and, and maybe the, the battalion commander tells the uh, command sergeant major, the command sergeant major tells the first sergeant, or uh, tells the company commander, and then uh, that gets communicated down maybe to uh, the platoon leaders or uh, to the platoon sergeants, and then that gets communicated to the squad leaders, and then that gets told uh, to the team leaders. Um, and by the time that everybody wants you there for the time that they have, um, for an 8 o'clock formation, 0800 formation, you find yourself standing in the middle of a parade field at 3 o'clock in the morning wondering <laughs> why I didn't join the Air Force. It builds and builds and builds on itself. It's, it's, it's compounding like interest on your student loans, right? It just keeps on going. Yet, no matter how long you have to wait, there's a golden rule that will assure that you've always been ready. You see, all that waiting around, uh, many in this room have had the chance to, uh, to do a lot of thinking on life, to, to really uh, figure some things out as we find ourselves standing around waiting for something to happen. And I felt like it taught us some, some truths about this parable that, um, that maybe will help us understand it a little bit more deeply. You see, because I feel like if the characters in this parable um, were veterans, this parable would have gone very differently. If this is the parable of the five wise sergeants and the five foolish lieutenants, <laughs> one person got that joke, thank you. <laughs> this would have gone very, very differently. Because in fact, the way that we see this parable and the way that it's read, uh, the lesson that we typically draw from this parable is to be ready. To be ready for the coming back of Jesus Christ, to be ready when Jesus Christ comes back for us. And those that were prepared, those that are ready, get to enter into the feast, and those that were not ready stay outside. But the fact of the matter is, if only half of us are successful, then we've all failed. And the idea about readiness that would go so differently if this parable was about veterans is the idea that readiness is a team activity. It is a team purpose. That if just one person in the team is ready and nobody else, then the entire team is not, in fact, ready just yet. Readiness is so much more than just saying that you're ready. There's preparation. There's intent. There's discipline. There's making sure that we are prepared, not just for what we have told, we're told is going to happen, but prepared for what we don't know may happen as well. Readiness is so very different than sometimes we think it to be. And so, how is it that veterans, maybe, in this parable, may ensure that everybody is ready when the time comes? Well, the first kind of principle that goes into that is uh, the guiding principle of probably every military branch is uh, no person is ever left behind. And that goes into making sure that you're ready. That goes into making sure uh, that everybody has the equipment that they need and that they're uh, right where they're supposed to be for the time that they're needed. Because if the parable was about the five uh, wise sergeants and the five foolish lieutenants, the sergeants would know that the lieutenants had forgotten to bring their oil long before they ever walked up. They would have made sure that they had brought an extra. Because there's a golden rule 
of military service. And, and I believe that this applies across all the different branches and is a lesson that we can all draw from here today. And that golden rule is to be in the right place at the right time in the right uniform. If you can master that one rule, be in the right place at the right time in the right, in the right uniform, you will typically be successful in just about anything that you are asked to do. Because it comes down to a point of making sure that you are not only ready for what lies ahead for you, but you're ready to take care of those who are around you as well. When we think about the uniform that we wear as disciples, uh, our uniform is like that in the military. It's, it's more than just clothes that we wear. It's the equipment that you need. It's the attitude that you have. It's making sure that you have everything that you need and that you are right for the mission that may come. And we as disciples of faith, the uniform that we wear is spelled out in Scripture as the, the armor of God, but even more so, as we've been talking about over the last month, those invisible qualities of God that, that grow within us that are ready to be poured out for the world. Our uniform, our marks of the church, by the way that people see us and know who we belong to, are those fruits of the Spirit. Our uniform is that love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness, faithfulness, that self-control that is unlike anything else in this life and is ready to be shared with others. As disciples, we never leave someone behind. And being in the right place is more than just an attitude of making sure that we come to church on Sunday or we make it to our small group. But being in the right place is making sure that we are prepared and ready because God will put us in the place where we are needed whether we recognize that in the moment or not. How many times will we come across an opportunity that there will be somebody that comes into our class that we have an opportunity to share some hope, encouragement, to lift up and to walk alongside and to make sure that we are at that right place in that moment to recognize the opportunity that God has placed in our laps. And to be ready at the right time as a disciple means that we are ready for all time. We are ready for a God who has promised to come back for us. We are ready for a God who has promised to be exactly right here with us today. And we are ready to be there for a God who is waiting outside these doors because this world needs disciples willing to pour out life and mercy and hope. To be living lights and example of a kingdom of God that is unlike anything else in this world. Something that promises And those promises are faithful to be stood upon. When it comes to this lesson in the parables, it's often said that maybe this parable came about a little bit later than some of the other parables. Um, And it it teaches a very firm lesson, and it uses images of a, a wedding feast in order to teach that. But it's a lesson about how are we prepared for the God who has come back for us but raises questions of how are we prepared to care for those who are around us as well. I think all of us can carry a little extra oil around with us. A little bit of extra encouragement. A little bit of extra strength. A little bit of extra life and joy and hope that we are willing to share it when others around us need it most. God will place us in the right time. God will place us in the right opportunity. And we know as faithful disciples that we will be ready for that moment because we will always be willing to be 10 minutes prior.
Will you pray with me this morning? Almighty and gracious God, we do give you thanks. We give you thanks, God, that you have promised to come back for us. We give you thanks that you are the God who is here with us today. You have blessed us with a Holy Spirit that empowers us, that, that gives us life and of hope, that fills us with gifts and with fruit ready to be poured out for the world that needs them now more than ever. And you have chosen to allow us to be a part of that work of making all things new again. As the Lord teach us how we can be a better part of a team. Teach us how in us being faithful is not just a part of our spiritual life, but Lord, the life and the success of your church and of your bride. That all may come into your wedding feast, that all may come to know you because of the life and joy that we are able to begin to share that leads to you. These lessons that we learn today, may they come alive in our lives this week. As we pray all these things in Jesus' name, amen and amen.